Welcome to another episode of the Neoliberalism Podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. Notice I'm not wearing a tie. I was watching this series on Netflix. It's called Your Honor. Um, the guy that stars in Breaking Bad. The guy that stars in Breaking Bad. He is um, he is the main character, one of the main characters, um, or the main character. But in Breaking in Your Honor, the one of the main protagonists, um, the lead, um, some mafia boss. He, there is a scene where he's speaking with his son. And um, his son, his son said to him, his son said to him, his son said to him, well, his son was wearing a tie, looking rather sharp. Usually, that was not his attire. You know, he didn't, wasn't wearing the professional attire. But in this particular scene, he, he was with his dad, came up to his dad. And he's wearing a professional attire, shirt tie, and a jacket suit. His father was in a suit, but no tie. Just like white shirt, but no tie. His father said to him, looking smart, looking good, looking sharp. But you notice I'm not wearing a tie. Do you know, do you know why I'm not wearing a tie? I mean, because no one tells me what to do. If I wear a tie, it tells me I answer to somebody. But by not wearing a tie, it's, I, I deliberately didn't wear a tie today because I wanted to send a message that I don't answer to nobody. So not wearing a tie means not, you do not answer to anyone. And some time ago, I think I saw, JJ Reddick doesn't wear a tie for the most part. Maybe he doesn't answer to anyone, except on Wednesdays when he has to answer to my dog. That I slipped that in. But today, today we're gonna to be talking about mentoring. What is mentoring? Mentoring is very important. M mentoring is a very important topic. And um, I today I celebrate about, um, today I am celebrating one 11 years since I graduated, well, it's 11 years since I graduated from the University of Penn today, 11 years since I graduated from the University of Penn. And um, let me maximize this screen. Today, we're going to be talking about mentoring, how to invest your life in others. And um, I graduated from Penn uh, about 11 years ago. I was the program coordinator for the Christian Association. I ran, I helped to run the mentoring program there. But my experience and my training and with um in terms of mentoring came from jamaica theological seminary and i currently am a professor adjunct professor at jamaica theological seminary teaching caribbean thought i also teach um and i'll be teaching caribbean theology but um i But I, um, 11 years ago, I graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. And then, of course, with a master's of liberal studies. And then 12 years ago, I graduated with a master's of philosophy. But, um, but, but, but what was quite powerful was the fact that I was able to, to empower so many young people in the Upward Bound program while at Penn. Um, and some of the materials I used came from the materials I had garnered from Renewed Ministries, Renewed Ministries. And I, I met Reverend Courtney Richards, who became my mentor when I was doing undergrad at Jamaica Theological Seminary. And he was the president and leader of Renewed Ministries. And Renewed Ministries and himself, Reverend Courtney Richards, was the counseling of clinical psychologist. And um, he was a professor in Indiana at Bethel College, and he started Renewed Ministries. And um, he came to Jamaica and he shared and invested and called up a group of boys, a group of young men and young women. And he started and, and, um, and he ran and started a branch of the new ministries. I was the benefactor. I benefited from, 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 from some of his training. And I think he used materials and training from um, John Maxwell, which I was able, I was privy to those trainings and I was ordained a minister and became youth minister for the United Church in Jamaica and came in and then later pastor throughout the Caribbean and then Cayman Islands and here in the U.S. I utilized what I learned um, on the Reverend Courtney Richards and, and, and his concept of a mentor. And of course, I went to, throughout the Caribbean with Reverend Courtney Richards, um, sharing um, this issue, sharing what practical steps towards mentoring and investing into other people, but, um, but talking about the importance of leadership, how to develop, how to invest in others, and, um, and what leadership really is. And one aspect of leadership is mentoring and he honed in on that. And I took that as a young man and ran with it. 
And you know, one of the things that Reverend Courtney Richards, as my mentor, taught me is that mentoring is a relational experience where you one person invests in another, invests your resources in, and he invested in my life and several of us. And all of us today are doing major things, investing in others. So, you know, we talk about mentoring being a relational experience, but we talk about, um, it, but Renewed Ministries was also about developing disciples, disciples was about discipleship training, and mentoring is one aspect of discipleship training, or apprenticeship training, which was, and, I, and in, a, in some time ago, I was talking about think the end of currency and how work, how work, work life has been transformed. When you look, when you study economic history or labor history, you look at civilization from agrarian to industrial to technological. And now we are looking at the computer age and AI. But work is changing. But what people have, but as we look at how work evolved, how work has transformed, you find what was basic to work and and transition and, 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 and training was not necessarily college and, or collegiate institutions or academic or systems of, of passing on information and so on. But what was important was apprenticeship, mentoring, passing on the skills, the training and the professions to the younger ones. We don't have that anymore. And I think there was a, they might probably, as we think about the future, there is a need for that. There is a need for that. And, uh, and um, as we look at what's going on in our society today, in America and in the world with our young people. Um, and so there is a need to get back to basics. And today I want to talk about mentoring because what was an important part of my ministry, an important part of my movement, an important part, an important part of the programs and the service that we offer in, uh, here at the Neoliberal Corporation is we, we are about empowerment. And part okay, and sharing information. We said that we are about serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. That is what I'm about. That's what the neoliberal corporation is about: serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges by making popular what was the monopoly. That's important by making popular what was the monopoly. And um, one of the things that, um, and when we talk about communication, is to make popular what was the monopoly. I. My, and that's what mentoring is. That's what discipleship is. That's what um, apprenticeship is. That's what succession planning is. You're passing on. You're empowering others. You're investing in others. And it involves some sacrifices. And it involves making popular what was the monopoly. What was the control? The information that we have here and that we have, we have, we have, that we have access to, we're going to share it. And most of the information that we share at the Neoliberal, and if you visit the Neoliberal Moral Magazine, it's all free. We do not charge. You can, of course, donate to the podcast you can, by going to anchor.fm slash neoliberal slash support. Or you can invest in our, in, 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 in this co- in our corporation and in the movement and what we're trying to do in terms of empowerment by purchasing our books and our materials and so on and so forth. But it's free to access any of our materials. And today, what Reverend Courtney Richards has passed on to me, I'm going to share it with you. And I did get permission to share this material and to utilize it in our programming and in my ministry and in my movements and so on. And I want to share this information with you. If you are a leader, if you are if you are an adult, if you are a parent, you, with people in your, if you are, if you want to serve as, as a role model to the younger ones coming up, I am going to share with you a very powerful material and it is available if you go to the website um, and it's I think it's saying it's, we're selling it for five ninety nine. we're not selling it that's what the website says it's absolutely free if you want a copy of this we'll send it to you but um, Reverend Courtney Richards was powerful and instrumental Renewed Ministries R-E-N-E-W-E-D and they're not about just they're not just a, they're not about promoting Christianity but of course Christian virtues yes because we value that Christian virtues talk about love that is something that we want to recapture in our society. Talk about developing our human conscience. Because it's as if in society we're behaving like goats in pens. But today, today's podcast, we want to talk about mentoring, what it is. When we think about investing, when you think about mentoring, mentoring is about investing your life in other people. Mentoring is about an investment in others. And one of the things that I have learned about mentoring is that there are two models of learning. There are two learning models. When you come, when we, when, as, you, as you delve into this whole concept and practice of mentoring, 
It's very important to, to distinguish between two models, a Greek and a Hebrew model, a classroom model and a coach model. What takes place in a classroom and what takes place on the field. I will give you a different, if you ever played sports or on a team, then how you are taught and the, ex, the classroom experience of learning as against the coach experience, or sorry, the coaching experience on the football field or whatever the case might be, it's different. The classroom model follows a Greek model, the Greek model of learning. And when we talk about the Greek model, we're talking about a particular civilization. We're talking about a particular school of thought. We're talking about a particular point in history, the Greek model in the, in the, Greek, in the, Greek, in the Greek dominated world. When we think about learning, and if you study Aristotle and Plato, learning was always academic, yes? And I'm, I tell people I'm an academic. It was always institutional, systematic, heavy-handed, in a sense. But of course, academics and, acad and the way we think about learning today is changing in the academic setting. Okay, but because now it is, we're going to talk, it is more now situational, but we'll talk more about that. But we're, we're, people are now changing. But previously, when we think about learning, when we think about learning, because mentoring is about investing your life in others. Mentoring is, a, is, a, is, is, is about training and development and apprenticeship. So therefore, when we look at the two models, there's a Greek model of learning, which is the academic, which is the passive, which is the theoretical. Okay, now, as, you, and as against the Hebrew model, which is more relational. Of course, academic, in academics, they're now talking, when you look at the syllabuses you now and course outlines, they are honing in and encouraging relationships for professors to get to know their, their students. But the Hebrew model of learning, so now the Greek model of learning that institutions and colleges and schools normally follow, it's now teetering or moving or evolving towards the, the, the Hebrew model or the coach, a more coach model. Well, it's relational. The Hebrew model of learning is relational. It is experiential. It's on the job training. So that will give you two concepts of learning. We won't delve into this because we only have a few minutes. If um, this and this is a summary and part of a wider presentation. Now, what, so having when having having gotten this understanding of learning, which differentiates between the Greek and the Hebrew model. Greek, which is according to Reverend Courtney, which is a renewed, the Greek model of learning is more academic. It's more a classroom model as against the Hebrew model. Hebrew is before Greeks. So it's kind of interesting that the Hebrew was Hebrew follows a more, it was more experiential. Um, it was more relational. It was more ex experiential. If you look at the relationship between Moses and the people, between Joshua and so on and so forth, and the prophets, the relation, it was more relational. And of course, if you look at in the Hebrew scriptures, the relationship between the divine, the ultimate, and his people, and the Hebrew people, it was always based on relationship it was always based on experience but if you look at as we move if as you in the greco model the greco model in the new testament if you read the new testament you find paul the pauline scriptures and so on he was always academic in a sense you talk about the pauline letters and so on so what but of course the he the, the mentoring more follows the hebrew model Mentoring is not a classroom experience. So therefore, mentoring is a relational experience where one person empowers another by sharing natural and given resources. That, okay, so mentoring, when we think about mentoring, mentoring and invest is about investing in others. We are moving away from a Greek model or a classroom model to more a coach or a Hebrew model. It's more relational, it's more experiential. It's more apprenticeship. It's a relational experience. Mentoring... And, you know, I've seen programs, people develop mentoring programs, and, it's, and it is no different from classroom, from the classroom experience. But mentoring is relational. It's, re it's relationship. And when, okay, and it is investing in others. It is a, it first, it is an experience that is relational. And it is empowered, and it involves an empowering others by sharing natural and given resources. Now, According to Reverend Courtney Richards and Renewed Ministries, there are seven kinds of mentors. And I believe he may, um, and he may have adapted this from um, Tim Elmore and John Maxwell. But there are seven kinds of mentors. 
One, he talked about the mentor disciple. The mentor disciple. Disciple. And we talk about the disciple. The mentor disciple is a disciple who have followers. Think about Jesus and his 12 disciples. Yes? So the mentor and the, the mentor is a disciple. Leads by example. And that's a disciple. Leads by example. A mentor provides guide. The mentor provide the mentor coach. There is the mentor counselor who provides counseling or provides or you think about counseling. Counseling is about that, providing help. To, and of course, mentor is about providing help. But there's the mentor counselor. There's the mentor teacher. In other words, so so therefore the ex, there's the mentor sponsor or the mentor model. When you talk, so when there are seven kinds of mentors, and of course, we it's not. If you want a successful mentors are able to gauge between the seven models of mentoring, you don't want to stick to one particular kind of mentoring. You want to gauge between the two based on the situations of your mentees. The mentees are your proteges, the people who you are investing in, the, the, men, the mentees, the people who are being invested into. The mentees have different goals. The mentoring relationship have different goals and, and individuals who come to the mentoring experience there are different issues happening at any given day. So there are times you have to be a disciple where you have to demonstrate a particular kind of behavior as a way to disciple. There, in other, there, in, there is the mentor guide who provides, say for example, think about a scout, the boy scout or the girl scout going and, and within a camp experience and the, and, the ment and the scout provides guide, leads them to where they need to go or find whatever treasures or whatever the case might be, okay? There are times when you have to guide your mentor. There are times when you have to provide coach, motivation, encouragement. And in a sense, be, and there are times when you have to be a counselor. A counselor is, 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 a, is a helper. And of course, we think about counseling, someone who takes the time to listen and to provide advice. Or, a, or a, a mentor teacher. No, the mentor teacher, that's where you want to gauge the teaching with your academics. It could be that you have, you're helping, you, you are helping to facilitate. It could be an academic issue. The mentee might have an academic problem. And so therefore you're mentoring that particular day. Or the mentor teacher, you might not be able to provide the kind of um, academic support that the particular mentee needs. And of course, your job is to know survey where you can get that help and provide that help to the mentee. But the mentor, there's a men the mentor teacher is, a te is a seen as an educator in a sense. There's also the mentor sponsor, providing sponsorship, providing it. And I'm telling you, so it doesn't, mentorship doesn't go beyond finance. There are times when as a mentor, you may also have to invest financially or explore ways you can sponsor that mentor, not just finances, but any needs that he or she may have, or you might be able to help them with that. And of course, there's the mentor model. It provides a role model. The mentor model is a role. They're talking about the mentor who is a role model, in a sense, who demonstrates a particular kind of behavior. Now, when we talk about you and your commitment, when you come, when you come to the mentoring experience, it involves a commitment. And a mentor who a mentor is committed to a person. My mentees must sense my commitment. The people who I'm mentoring, my protégés, my mentees, they must sense commitment, my commitment to them as a person, not a project, not a duty. We must love them and have their best interests in mind. We must be loyal in a sense. The second thing is, you must be committed to a process. There'll be ups, there'll be downs through the seasons, but you meet with your mentee on a regular basis. And there are times when you have to step back and see the process they are in and the steps required, understanding, and, which, and the steps required, which means in which also involves understanding the big picture of their life. So it means we also have to be discerning. Again, we are committed to a person, not an not an activity or a project. Say, for example, people sign up for Big Brother, Big Sister, and in a sense, or you sign up for a mentoring program. But I must say to you that when you sign up to mentee, to, sorry, to mentor someone, you're not signing up 
two, you're not signing up as part of a project. You're not signing up as part of, 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 of part of any duty or whatever the case might be. It's your, your commitment is not to a project. Your, project, your commitment is to a person. The next thing, your commitment is to the process. There'll be ups and downs. The, the mentee may fail, uh, may not be responsive. The, main, the mentee may not be meeting the goals and there might be some give and take. But you, if you're committed to the process, it means that there will be ups and downs. You must, of course, step back and see the process. There are times you have to step back and see the process there. And the steps required. It means we have to understand the big picture of their life, get to know them. And, of, and it also means we must be discerning. The third thing is that we have to be committed to a purpose. A purpose. Our final, and of course, I talk about purpose is very important. Our final commitment must be to the end result. We must determine that we will see them from point A to point B or the goal that has been mutually set. Of course, so when you come to the mentoring experience, you want you develop goals. There are goals that you have, okay? And we're going to see them through to that goal. We, as, men, as mentors, we must see the finished product. We must see the finished product. We talk about, um, uh, who was it? Caroline Dwight talked about the power of the not yet. Um, Paul in Romans talk about salvation, what it is. Talk about being saved, shall be saved. And we, when we talk about the Christian experience, we talk about grace or faith. Or who The Christian goes through a salvific process where we are saved, we are being saved, and we shall ultimately be saved. And we are ultimately saved. The finished product. As mentor, we must see the finished product inside our mentor and fulfill our commitment. But of course, we have to be diligent. Now, how do we gain influence with people? Because part of mentoring, if we're gonna be men- if mentoring is to is a is a relational experience where you invest your life in others. But it means then that you have to gain influence with people, with in order and influence with your mentees, your mentees and your protégés, or the people who you're gonna investing in. They they have to see you as influential. And how do you gain influence? As powerful, in a sense, as effective, as somebody they can learn from or help to get them to the next level. And part of mentoring is not just investing your life in others, but it's a reciprocal. You want to empower them so that they can pass on what has been passed on to them. So you are empowering them so that they can empower others. Now, how do you gain influence with people? One, investment. You want to invest in their lives. Two, you want to be natural. Natural with people, not fake. Three, have faith and be a faithful person. Have faith. We talk about faith is to believe that you, if you have a great, the Bible talks about having a grain of mustard seed, you can move mountains. Faith is, talk, is, about, is hope. You don't see the finished thing, but you're believing it. Or you don't, I mean, in other words, you don't have the actual thing. Someone who is faithful and who is a, is a person of faith. Someone who's great at listening. That's the counseling mentor now. Listening. Understanding. If you demonstrate a level of understanding. Someone who is a, this is the coach part. Encouragement. Motivation. Someone who, who is constantly encouraging and motivating others. Someone who is providing, navi- who is navigating, helping to provide navigation. Say, for example, I write some, I, 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 there are some young people who asked me to mentor them. And that's because I think I was having a conversation with a young man and I said to him, he was down on himself about what's going on with his life, ups and downs. And I said, can I tell you, that's what makes life sweet. When you're driving and have to go through the potholes and go around curves and alleys, it's so beautiful. Think about driving a, a, a Tesla or, or whatever, or BMW or whatever the case might be. And you're going at a, and you're driving and you have to slow down sometimes. That's beautiful, Yes. And in a sense, I was provide, I was helping him to navigate the issues and he wanted to know more. That's how you gain influence. When you demonstrate concern, interest, what's going on? I'm concerned about you. And of course, when you have a level of enthusiasm, people, when you are enthusiastic, young people. And, and by the way, when we talk about the mentoring relationship, it's not just old people mentoring and investing into younger people it could be a younger person mentoring an older person or it could be persons within the same age group it doesn't matter age is not a factor but in most cases you find that the dynamic of the relationship is where an older person 
is investing in a younger person. But of course, it's beyond that. But 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 in but how do you gain influence in people? Of course, by investing in others, by being natural, faithful, by listening, by being understanding, by providing encouragement, by navigating, by demonstrating concern and enthusiasm. When people see that, and, and Tim Elmore writes a book, How to Be a People Person. Of course, How to Gain Influence with People. If you read that book, How to Be a People Person by Tim Elmore, he talks about six or five things about the in terms of uh, six or five steps in being a people person and these are some of the things you you, you want to honing on you want to develop you want to gain influence with people you have to be- become a people person and of course other people couldn't care less about becoming a people person people their mantra is i don't care when people say that i don't care it means that they are not thinking about mentoring they're not thinking about investing in others they're not thinking about society, the totality of society and the bigger picture of life and our responsibility to ensure the progression of life by what? By mentoring, by encouraging others and investing in others and by and to do that we gain influence. But we have a responsibility to do that. Now there are good mentors and there are bad mentors. A good mentor provides handles. Handles. Give their mentees, their disciples, or this, yes, they, sorry, they're followers. Handles, things that they can hold on to. Resources, in a sense. They give them roadmaps. Because, of course, we talk about the, the mental guide. So, of course, provide roadmaps. Help them with, and, and it's not just providing the roadmap. And, I, and I'm going to change the word provide. The mentor doesn't provide it. The mentor facilitates it. Help him help the mentee to understand the map of life and then help him come up with his directional map. Of course, a good mentor provides a lab. You could probably cook a space. Yes, for trial and error, for practice, a lab, a space. Sometimes you, you want to take them to places sometimes or send them places to find themselves based on the, to- the, the overall goals of the mentoring relationship. You provide roots. You provide roots for them to flourish. You provide roots for them to flourish. And the, and that's where when we talk about roots, it's very important to talk about roots. Roots could be other connections, yes, other connections, and that where they can draw on to grow. And of course, wings, wings, where they can take off and fly. Opportunities to do opportunities to do what you're doing. Say, for example, Reverend Courtney Richards did provide us with roots. And by roots, we're talking about connections, roots, people that we can connect with. Renewed Ministries itself was a root in my life. And the people I currently know and, and I constantly work with today they are part of my roots. And then, of course, the wings. Opportunities to travel. Opportunities to speak. Opportunities to see how things are done. And one of the reasons why I was able to travel the Caribbean. And the first time I ever came to the U.S. I came to the U.S. I believe it was 2005 or four. Or four. I went to do a mission. or a mission. I, I went to Bethel College. Was that my first time? can't recall. I went to Bethel College and I sang... And we did a minute. We did a mission there. We were we were did a leadership conference, and I had the opportunity to share. And when we went to the Caribbean, we he invited us to the Caribbean to go with him, a group of his mentees, and we shared. And some of us are very good friends today. Talk about roots and wings. Get involved in their lives. Now there are seven gifts a mentor gives. One, accountability. Accountability is very important, which is we're losing sight of accountability in our society today. Accountability. The mentor. Prov- gives them accountability. They are accountable to their mentor and to the mentees and to the mentoring group because we were, I was part of a group of 
of, of I was part of a support group and we were all being mentored by Reverend Courtney Richards in a sense we were accountable to the other mentees in our support groups and to Reverend Courtney Richards and I believe that every week I would sit with him he would ask me some questions have you done this did you do that based on the goals we set for the week so that's we talk about seven gifts another gift is affirmation you want to affirm them when, when they are doing, when they're on the right tracks, when, sorry, when they are on the right track, when they, when they're doing something amazing and powerful. You want to provide assessment. Let me ensure that I, you want to provide assessment. You want to assess how they're doing. That's it. And notice we said that seven gifts are meant to give because you're empowering them, but you're also, you are also, you're also not only are you empowering them, but you are, you're empowering, empowering them so that they can empower others. So what you do with them, they will do with others. So you provide assessment. You assess where they are based on what you have developed and the goals you have set. You provide advice, you admonish them, you provide assets and you provide application. Again, you provide accountability, affirmation, assessment, they need that, advice, admonition, you admonish them. Yes. And in a sense, it's almost as if you there's a parent being very, in other words, to admonish is as if you're providing constructive criticism. That's what it is. And of course, there is also, you provide them with assets, assets, resources, tan sometimes tangible things. Talk about wings to fly. You provide them with assets, resources, and of course, life application. When you take them with you to places or to do things or, or based on the discussions you have and so on, and opportunities for application to apply what, what you are passing on to them. Of course, there's a, the, the, there's a practical step because we say it's not just theoretical. Learning is not just a theoretical, especially when the mentoring relationship is not a theoretical thing. It's relational, it's also on the job training. So of course, number seven is important. You provide the gift, this, the, the gift, number seven is important. You provide that gift and applic an application, opportunities for on the job training. And of course, the important thing is getting started. How do you start? Right now, today, I'm speaking with a young man and he said, I, I really need opportunities. We need to talk. There, young people are struggling, have mental health issues, but you know what's going on? They're not having conversations, deep conversations. Young people and people, with, they're not having serious conversations about life and how to deal with life. And if they do, it's surface level. Of course, we'll be, how do you get started? How do you, how do you get started in a mentoring relationship? You might, and just so you know, if you want to mentor someone today, Go to your church, go to your school, your college office, or your community. You can start one in your at the rec center in your community. Big brother, big sister, of course. But of course, when you it's remember, it's not just your you are we are committed to a purpose and to a process and to a person, not a project or a program. So, how do you start this mentoring relationship today? Number one, you want to develop passion and vision. It, it begins with passion and vision. Passion for people and about people and the vision for people and about people and for yourself and the, and the world. Second thing, you select a person or a group from your, from your following to be a mentee. And of course, in a social media world, you might have followers on social media. Probably one of the ways, of course, because mentoring is a relational experience, there was always this face-to-face, one-on-one, but now we're in, in, a, in the tectonic world that we live, where everything is going remote, you, it could be our follower, the, the person who follows you could be someone on social media that you might want to influence and impact. The third thing you want to spend the first meeting. Once you have developed passion and vision and then you, and after you have selected a person or group from your following to be a mentee, the third thing you want to do is spend the first meeting to discuss and craft expectations and goals. It's very important because we talked about previously Assessment. It's seven, one of the seven gifts that a mentor gave is assessment. But in order for there to be assessment, a 
and accountability so on. You have to spend your time discussing and crafting expectations and goals so that when you meet on a weekly basis or when you touch base, you can ask about, you, you can discuss the goals of how far and how far are you progressing? Where are you in terms of your goals for this week or next week? Or in terms of expectations? In terms, did you meet your expectations for the week? And you can, and, some, and I think when I met with, um, in my mentoring relationship in, uh, with Reverend Courtney, which then renewed, he would have 10 questions and he would ask question one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then one, I think one of the last questions was, have you lied? Have you lied to me on any of the questions, the nine questions I've asked? The fourth thing is you want to cast vision to them, to your mentees for reproduction. They will mentor someday. Notice earlier I said, you're not just empowering others. You're not just investing in them, but also you are, you are empowering them so that they themselves can become what you have passed on. They can pass on to others what you have passed on to them. Empowerment is making is, is expanding their capacity so that they can do the same thing. We talk about the law of reciprocal, the, the law of multiplication. Talk about each one, reach one. So you want to not, you're not just passing on something for them and it will and, and then after that it stops there. Talk about Socrates passing on what he learned to Plato, Plato to Aristotle, so on and so forth, to what we have today. They had great succession, succession planning in the Greco-Roman world up to now. The fifth, you want to ask them for commitment, actual commitment. Not just the mentor, but the mentee. The mentor act, should ask the mentee for commitment, buying, but the, mentor should, the mentee should also ask them, the mentor, for commitment because it could be, the, it could be a situation where the mentee is looking for a mentor. And so the mentor probably could be the one who establishes all of this. The sixth thing is you want to determine what tools or resources you will go through together. What tools and what resources will you go together? It could be a book. It could be on a weekly basis, a different book. It could, and, and it all depends on the goals that you have set for, in terms of for the mentoring relationship and the goals that you have. And some mentoring relationships can be more dynamic, especially which some people might be looking for a father figure and you provide a strong father figure in their life. The seventh thing is be prepared and set goals. Be prepared and set goals. In other words, develop lesson plans. The eighth thing is you want to meet regularly for a set time. Don't play it by ear. If you play it by ear, you will never meet. Whenever you hear people say, okay, we'll play it by ear, that's a recipe for disaster. There is no meeting. Okay, you want to meet regularly for a set time and you can hold each other to that. The ninth thing is you want to discuss and apply the lessons together. The lessons. We talk about be prepared and set goals. And, by, and one of the ways you can do that is by developing lesson plans. So number nine, I talk about the issue of discussing and applying the lessons together. Number 10, you want to invest yourself. By the way, some people... I say, oh, I don't know what to do when I meet. I'm not a talker. I don't know how. It... If you want to fill the space or the caveat of the time with your mentee, that's, what it's, that's why I say to you, it is important for you in the initial meeting to develop a goal, to develop goals and expectations and so on and so forth. Spend the first meeting to discuss and craft expectations and goals, cast vision for them and so on, and determine what tools or resources you will go through together so that when you meet now, you can get into that. And of course, in addition to going through the, some questions you want, some accountability questions that you can set up for your mentee. Discuss and apply the lessons together. Discuss ways to apply it and how you, and of course, you are also a mentor role model. So you're going to discuss how you were, how you apply these to your lives, to your life as a mentor. Invest yourself in the person and process. Invest yourself. Invest yourself to invest is to put yourself totally into the process and into the person and number 11 help them find a potential mentee towards the end of the process or throughout the process you want to help them to find mentees as well and that's one of the things that i of course all of this what i'm telling you is something that i have lived and something that i have experienced 
while being mentored by Reverend Courtney Richards, one of the things that he did was do, throughout the process, at some point he told us that we have to go and find other mentees. That's, and he helped, and he helped us to do that. In fact, when I left the seminary and when I moved on from Jamaica and lived and started the University of Pennsylvania, I mean, most of my life throughout, I have been, I have developed and adjusted my mentoring skills and so on. And I've been teaching and coordinating and leading programs that involves mentoring other people. So in a sense, he has, he was, so therefore his mentorship was quite indelible in my life. He invested in my life and what I took it and of course started running, not only mentoring, but running mentoring programs. And now I'm here sharing with you this small script about mentoring and getting started. Number 11, we said we help them find a potential mentee and finally evaluate and launch them to try it themselves. Evaluate where they are and then you launch them. You loose them and let them go to try it themselves. You will, and, I'm, and we talk about what's going on in society today how do we deal with the issue of gun violence affecting our young people? And I say to you, and I, I think I was watching ABC News. Was it ABC News or NBC News Live? Um, and they were talking about a group in Jamaica, Queens, New York, um, where I, I think a group of 25 young people, 25 people, not young people, 25 people go into uh, uh, an area. I think it's South Street or somewhere in, in Jamaica, Queens. And there is a school that has a high amount of violence affecting the young people. And their job is there in the mornings, during the peak hours, when they are in the mornings and when they leave school, you have a group of volunteers, of adults who meet there in the corners and the road to engage, to talk, have discussions, conversations. That's it. There is a need for this if we are going to recapture and to save society. It's not just coming up with rules and laws and regulations. See, for example, we talk about the 23-year-old or 24-year-old Jama Rant. And people, and people are asking, what is the problem with Jama Rant? It could be that we could provide, maybe, you know, I said to you, part of the problem is a lack of, of positive role models and mentors in our society. And we are allowing games and social media to, to invest and to impart in our young people. Finally, fin well, actually, this is not finally. There is a difference between, there are two different, there's a different there, there are two very important factors that you have to consider, event and process, event. Mentoring, mentoring is a process. It's not necessarily an event. It's not, a, you can make it into an event because event carries and attracts a lot of followers, a lot of people, crowd. You make it into an event. Make it into a big thing. So it is an event, but you have to, it is a process. It is an event, especially when you are meeting with the person on a daily basis. But it is more than an event. But if you make it or limit it to an event, you're diluting the efficacy of the mentoring process because we said it's a mentoring relationship. It is a, but we say that it is a process. It is relational. It is not static. It is dynamic. So event, so mentoring is not is not an event. However, it is in, it in, it involves event planning. It involves sticking to a timeline. It is okay. That is the accountability aspect of it. You okay? You make it into event in an event. However, it is more than an event. It is a process. So the commitment is to not necessarily to event in an event. It's a, to the process. When we say that, when we talk about, there's a difference between event and process. One, an event encourages decision. A process encourages development. Two, an event motivates people. A process matures people. So we talk about you want to use the opportunities and the time with your mentee to, to motivate them, to encourage them. But don't just make it into an event or a program. Remember, it's a process. So it's not just... You don't want to motivate them or to provide opportunities for th this relational dynamic relationship. You don't, it's not just going to happen on a Saturday at eight o'clock, Saturday at nine or a Sunday or a Tuesday, whenever time you set. It is a process. 
you want to if you are investing in somebody and it's a relational experience treat it like that a relational experience between okay so it involves encouraging it encourages development it matures people it's not just okay an event is a calendar issue however a process is a is a consistency issue a consistency issue so if you make it into a process that develops consistency it's something you have to do over time you might miss one meeting two meetings fine if you make it into an event then of course you then you you think you have failed but if it's a process they're going to be ups and they're going to be down then there's going to be down remember that we said that earlier but if you are committed to a person and and to the process and to a purpose then it goes beyond just missing one or two meetings then it go beyond just the day when you meet you also have to have telephone conversation it's and so on and so forth daily check-ins or weekly check-ins whatever the case might be an event challenges people so of course we talk about accountability you want to challenge people but the process change so you you want to we, we our the meetings and the time that we have relating and exchanging with each other is an opportunity to challenge but over time it changes you so you can't use one event to think that the person will change it's a process so you use several events mentoring as an event serves as a catalyst however mentoring as a process serves to inculcate and to facilitate a culture culture is a way of life catalyst is an opportunity or one cataclysmic event leading to some okay that could spur on other things so mentoring as an event provides the catalyst for change but one it's it it's not but you want to develop a, it, you you want mentoring to be a process so it's not just think about it as one event several events over time and over time it becomes a, a way of life and of course finally an event is easy in a sense other people will agree an event is not mentoring as an event is easy you can schedule it and you meet but as a process it is difficult as a process process is never easy a process is never easy it could be fast it could be slow ups and downs you have to change and rework it and there are several glitches in the system a process involves a systematic thing a relationship involves a dynamic systematic relationship in a sense so as a process it is difficult when you understand that mentoring is a process which is difficult which involves helping per, the, a person to develop a way of life the goal is towards changing people or improving them then of course it involves when you understand that then you won't see it as a failure or a one time thing with leading to failure it means you understand the issue of you understand this commitment and finally i encourage you today to get started and how do you get started find a time find a team and find a tool that sounds like an event yes but remember it's more than just one event and you may fail finding a time now so that doesn't mean you're going to quit because it's a process Okay, she will and come again as we say. <laughs> find a time, find a team or a person. And of course, find a tool. And we say. Thank you for listening to and or watching the podcast. You might be listening to the podcast, you might be watching. But thank you so much for allowing me to spend the time to talk with you today about mentoring, investing your life in others. Mentoring how to invest your life in others. Of course, the next time we talk about mentoring, we're going to be talking about seven practical steps to mentoring. And we're going to have, we hope to have Reverend Courtney Richards of Renewed Ministries or, um, or one of my, my, former, my former mentors who is my best friend, Reverend Richard Beckford, who is the head of the Department of Jamaica Theological Seminary. And, um, but uh, I hope to have some, just, um, some opportunity to talk with them. And of course, one of these days, when I meet with some of my mentees, we provide an opportunity to open up, open this up to you guys to see some of the discussions and the deep, intense conversations we have. Of course, 
I invite you to support to the neoliberal by going to by going to anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. Visit us at thenealaboard.com or renaldacmckenzie.com. And please get a copy of my book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance. I remember one time, I remember once I was doing, um, I was struggling academically at, while I was at Jamaica Theological Seminary. And, um, my, and I was an A student, but I don't know, I was going through issues. And my, oh, I love playing video games. I had a PS. I love playing video games. Mortal Kombat, Grand Theft, whatever the case might be. So my my fraternity, my, sorry, my my mentoring group and Reverend Courtney Richard, we all met together, and they held me accountable. They said, "Okay, fine, we're gonna take." They they delved deep into my life to see what was going on. So, oh, the video game. So they took my video game, my PS from me, and they said, "We will return it to you when we see changes in your grades." And of course, my so I got all A's that semester, and they returned my my um, PS to me, but. I brought that issue, I shared that issue to let you guys, to, to share with you. And, and of course, today, and I was able to graduate from the Jamaica Theological Seminary, and today I've written a book, and I'm working, and I'm about to publish a second book. I'm working on two other books. And I give God thanks for people like Reverend Courtney Richards and Renewed Ministries that provided a support group and provided a mentorship opportunity. Reverend Courtney Richards invested in my life, and I'm here today. And of course, life is still isn't easy. I'm still going through a lot, but I have learned what I'm learning and I'm even learning more. And I've grown beyond what Reverend, Reverend Courtney Richard took me at a particular point, but I, I grew beyond that. And, it, and this has helped me significantly. This is how if, you know, if you, whatever community you are in, whatever community you are in, I hope that you find a mentee and you find a time and a tool our young people need us. Reach out to me at ronaldocmckenzie at gmail.com. Um, follow me on Twitter or Facebook. And let's have a discussion. And, um, and if you want a copy, of, a copy of the particular material or the discussion, I will share that with you. Or you may, if you want me to come into your organization and talk about this very particular topic and help you with um, developing a mentoring program for yourself and your school or your church or whatever group or your company, I am available, we are available at the Neoliberal Corporation because we are about serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. What good? <laughs>